Hello, welcome to The Word on the Street, an awesome chance to engage with the Bible for you and your kids. Time to turn your spare time into God's time, and here to help is your host, Anna Ware. When I was in year six, I used to make candles. My dad was able to get candle stubs from his work, and my older sister Naomi and I would melt them down in a pot on the stove. We would add crayons for colour and pour them into various shaped moulds, usually plastic cups. And we would make layers and patterns and add a wick at the end before it all set. It was so much fun, but we did make a bit of a mess on the stove mum wasn't happy about. Candles are a bit of a fun thing in today's society. We have nice smells and we can use them for beautiful lighting. Lights in our houses are permanent fixtures on the ceiling and we can easily just flick them on, flick them off with a switch and sometimes with an app. But only a hundred years ago, things were very different as people didn't have electricity wired into their homes and light bulbs weren't an everyday part of life. What do you think your great grandparents did before they had lights installed in their homes? They would light candles or lanterns. They might have fires crackling in their fireplaces. Or maybe they would just go to bed when it got dark because candles and oil for lanterns were expensive. Rich people could afford to light more candles. Rich people could stay up a bit later. It is a lot harder to read a book, to play cards, to go searching for things, to do anything really. And some people accidentally burned their houses down when they weren't careful. Advent is a tradition invented hundreds of years ago, but it was in times when candles were quite a main part of life. Special Advent candles would be placed inside a wreath made out of leaves and ferns in a donut shape. The Advent candles were given meaning and colours to signify different things. Hope, peace and love were all purple and there was a pink candle that was for joy. Those four candles would go around the outside and in the middle was one big white tall candle and that was the Jesus Christ candle. The first week the hope candle would be lit. On the second week the hope and peace candle was lit. On the third week, it was the hope, peace, love candles. And on the fourth week, hope, peace, love and joy candles were lit. And then on Christmas Day, the families would light all five of the candles. And the other colourful candles would be quite small now, having been previously lit from the other weeks of Advent. And the Jesus candle standing nice and tall. But the whole wreath and the candles were quite bright with the five flames. There was significantly more light than the other weeks. Significant because Jesus is light. Why do you think I'm talking about candles and light and traditions so much to start off this episode? Because this episode is focused on Jesus and Jesus is the light of the world. What do you think? I want you to try and guess what type of light I'm thinking of after I give you these clues. This type of light that I'm thinking of flickers. It is orange, sometimes blue when it's really hot. 
It's fun to melt marshmallows on a stick in this type of light. What is it? The type of light I'm thinking of is a fire. That was an easy one. Let's go for another one. This next type of light that I'm thinking of is portable. It is powered by batteries. You would use this kind of light when you are away from electricity and you can carry it around with you in your hand. What type of light am I thinking of now? It's a torch. Or if you're American and you're tuning in, you might say it's a flashlight. One more type of light that I'm thinking of. This type of light looks yellow, but it's actually red. It's a huge ball of burning gas that gives light to the whole world during the day. When this light goes down, it can be quite dark. What type of light am I thinking of? I'm sure you've guessed this one. It's the sun. There is another type of sun that gives light to the world. It's not S-U-N, it is S-O-N. Today's story. Once upon a time, a long, long, long time ago, there was a boy with a human for a mother and God for a father. And no, this is not a fairy tale. This is a true story. This boy had a human father too, the mother's husband, and he took care of this baby as if he was his own. This father's name is Joseph. The baby had existed before in the heavenly realms. He was there with God during the creation of the world. It has been said that this son gives light to everyone. Many call this son the Word because he is God and what he speaks is literally God's words. When the son left heaven and came to earth as a baby, he humbled himself, he gave up his status, he was equal to God but became a human which is ranked lower than God and lower than the angels. And he did this for love. He did this for the love of the creatures he created. The son became a baby and his name is Jesus. This baby was born in a very unusual way. In a year where there was a lot of turmoil. It wasn't a year of a pandemic or anything like that. It was a year when the whole of the country of Israel was on the move. Everyone had to move around to their ancestors' hometowns. The baby was born on the night that the family arrived in Bethlehem. They took cover in a stable. This baby was born and slept in the manger. Angels were celebrating, shepherds came and visited, and later wise men from distant lands came, offering gifts. It was all so unusual. The baby was taken to the temple for the customary sacrifices to be made and some elderly people approached him and were so overjoyed. It was crazy. To anyone looking on, not knowing who this baby was, they might think that all these things were most unusual. An angel came and told the baby's parents, Mary and Joseph, 
that it wasn't safe in Israel as the cunning King Herod was a jealous king and was going to set out killing all the babies of their son's age in order to eradicate this future king. So the family moved to Egypt for a while. An angel appeared to the baby's dad in a dream while he was in Egypt a long while later telling him that it was now safe to come back to Israel as King Herod had died. Dad was still a bit apprehensive about heading home with King Herod's son not being much better so they went to a safer area in Israel further north in Nazareth. The boy had not one fault. Never did he sin. He grew up to be a carpenter like his dad. When he turned 30, he knew it was time for action. It was his time to perform miracles, to prove to everyone who he was, that he was a human, sure, but he was also fully God. It was time to teach new things. It was time for him to rescue the world from their sins, which is why he had come in the first place. So in the end, this baby Jesus grew up to become the sacrifice we needed to be friends with God again. Only Jesus could do it. Only someone fully perfect, fully holy, fully human, fully God could rescue us. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. That's from John chapter 15, verse 13. But... A greater love than even dying for one's friends is the one Jesus showed us because he didn't just lay down his life for his friends. He laid down his life for his enemies, for those who were sinning against him. And while he was on the cross, he didn't just die. He bore our sins. All the sins of the world were heaped on Jesus while he was on the cross. And his father, God, turned his face away from him while he did it because he was so sinful. Jesus was totally and utterly alone and forsaken. This is the ultimate love. There is none who can love like that. Paul says that he prays that God who gives hope will bless you with complete joy and peace because of your faith. And may the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with hope. Jesus' arrival into the world brings us so much. Jesus brings us hope. Jesus brings us peace. Jesus brings us joy and love. Let's pass all those things on to one another this Christmas. And let's do it through Jesus. Question time. Question number one. In what ways do you think Jesus is like a light? Question number two. Pray together and thank God for bringing hope, peace, joy and love into the world through Jesus. Well, this is the end of the episode and it is the end of the series and we have come to the end of the year's content for the word on the street. Have a great Christmas celebrating the birth of the most amazing human slash God and enjoy learning and growing in your faith together during this break. 
If you are traveling around on a journey or holidaying somewhere special, why not tune into some of the older episodes? There are about 120 now, and I'm sure that will spark some interesting conversations. I will be back next year with more episodes, as my goal is always to help families pass on the gospel to the next generation. For feedback, please get in contact with me as this is the only way that I can find out how my work is being effective or ineffective. (laughs) Merry Christmas and keep living each moment for Jesus. Well, we have come to the end of this episode, but it doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. Why not take a moment now to think about what you can take away from today's talk? Oh, and if you want to discover more episodes and resources, head on over to the Word on the Street website. There's a link in the show notes, and you'll also find there a copy of today's passage. Thanks for being part of the Word on the Street. We're really looking forward to you joining us again real soon. You've been listening to the Eternity Podcast Network. EternityPodcasts.com.au